Hey, everybody, welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very happy to be part of the Variety Sports Network, and the show originates from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. And it's the bye week. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are three and two. Don't ask me how, but they are. And that's all that matters. Welcome to everybody that's uh, in the live chat here. Welcome, Freak. Who Welcome, is? Joe. Hey, and, Joe's uh, my chess buddy. He's a good player. Ch- chess buddy? Yeah, we've been playing chess all week. It's fun. Uh, oh, look little, at, I, I'm assuming online chess here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, always knew that Joe was a dork. I always See, knew Joe was a dork. I, you know, I knew that. There, it just, there was something about you know, the guy. I was like, <laughs> yeah. But more importantly, and, and hello, Melvin. Melvin just jumped on. It, more importantly, it, this whole podcast thing has built relationships. Yes. And, and now Ian has a chess friend. So, if anyone else Joe, wants to play chess with me, my chess.com name is the, the same as my Twitter name. So just hit me up. Hey, hey Mark. <laughs> Look what I yeah. have. Oh, yes. I got a photograph <laughs> texted to me of that. He's got the Jubal Ale. Uh, why the hell not? I mean, it's not even uh, Halloween yet. So let's I know, but it's Christmas delicious. Um, I, I wish Johnny was here. Unbelievable. Um, anyway, welcome in, guys. Welcome to everybody. And uh, certainly welcome to everybody that listens or watches the show at your own time and leisure. We know not everybody can uh, get with us live, but uh, we, we appreciate you nevertheless. Um, but guys, the Steelers found a way last week um, down 10 3. They? They, well, okay. Maybe they didn't find a way. Maybe I mean, John no, Harbaugh. Don't, don't showed him the way i don't don't get me wrong i mean harbaugh made some mistakes and and yeah seven or eight drops depending on how you count it right for for lamar and yeah the steelers defense did play much better in the second half when you when you rewatch it you're like okay yeah i gotta give them some credit they did play a lot better especially the linebackers they played much better and i don't don't just mean the two guys on the outside i mean the inside linebackers they played Mm -hmm. really well so there was that, but you know, before that, up to that point, it should have been a runaway game where the Ravens were just whooping our ass, and it wasn't because they kept fucking up. Yep. And then they got into you know the fourth quarter basically, and they just played like shit. Like collectively, the Ravens did not play well. The Steelers were playing much better, and yeah, they found a way to win, <laughs> probably because like. When the Steelers have lost games like this, we've always said when you let a team like that hang around, they're going to come back, they're going to beat you. And this time we were the team that they let hang around and we came back and we beat them. It it was in many ways, uh, as you alluded to, when you let a team hang around, it was it was kind of like you keep you keep kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns yeah. and you just let a team hang in there and eventually it bites you in the ass. And uh, th- that's what happened to Baltimore, um, I, I, you know uh ian what 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 was your take on it gotta take my vitamins with my beer (laughs) i i mean for as thoroughly as we got our ass kicked i mean every time i think about the game i just start laughing because like that's all you can do that there is no way we should have even been close in the fourth quarter and I'm not going to say this team finds a way, but I've said before on this show, Baltimore does this weird thing where they look so schematically dominant Mm -hmm. and then just like 
flitter the lead away. Like they did it against the Colts too. Like Lamar yep. was running all over the Colts. And then all of a sudden, like they're in overtime and Indy, you know, is kicking a field goal to win the game. And I don't know, Baltimore just goes into this weird thing where they like forget how to play football sometimes. Like mm-hmm. this game, they forgot how to catch to our benefit. Um, but there were, and I'll get into this later, but the Steelers showed some flashes on offense of, of mm-hmm. being a real NFL team and not just like a collection of guys out there that looked like they had no clue what they were doing. So we'll talk about that more later, but overall, you know, a win is a win, especially against Baltimore that yeah. style points don't matter when you play the Ravens. You just want to beat their ass. And we walked out of there with a win and that's really what counts when you play the Ravens. It it doesn't matter what the score is when you play Baltimore. No, no. And and the the most critical of us of that victory was one Mr. Ryan Scarpino. <laughs> uh Scarps, have have you come around to accept the fact that that it was a victory? <laughs> and and it, no matter how ugly it was, no how many bad you think this team is, it was still a victory, right? I never said it wasn't a win. I said that I never said it wasn't a win, and I I'm well aware of the Steelers Ravens rivalry, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm not making excuses for winning. Um, as Ian said earlier, this is probably four or five games in a row now that the Ravens have outrushed us, they have outgained us, um, and still have found a way to lose. My biggest thing is that. Fans are treating this team at three and two right now that and the fans are already like, oh, we'll be six and two. We'll be six and two soon. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, like what game did you watch? Because yeah. I'm going to tell you this right now. If they don't if they don't have those drops, they're up by at least 20 heading into halftime. I and agree. Lamar Jackson is not dropping back late in the game to throw the ball. Alex Highsmith is not getting those opportunities, nor is TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw, I, you know, I don't know if people, you know, I'm sure, you know, everybody tweets to get attention or everybody X's, you know, DX, break it down, you know, <laughs> Aaron out there, you know, listen to the, to the attitude era. But, there he is. you know, people were saying, people were saying, oh man, Kenny Pickett outplayed Lamar Jackson. And I'm like, how can you say that with a straight face? That might have been Lamar Jackson's best game I've ever seen him play. He was versus accurate. Steelers. Ver- he, definitely, oh, definitely versus the Steelers. Steelers. But yeah. He was accurate. He was on time. He didn't rush just to rush. And yep. yeah, you know what? In the fourth quarter, when asses got tight, our our guys rose to the occasion. But that game shouldn't even been a game. No. And and to think that to and to think that like to like. It's not as bad, but like the Chiefs right now, it's a division game. But like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're up sixteen nothing against the Broncos, and Steelers are better than the Broncos. But like, do you really think you're going to be able to go to face a really good team and be able to pull that shit? And then suddenly in the fourth quarter, they're going to forget how to play football? No, that's not how. Like, so yeah, we beat the Ravens. That's wonderful, but this team is still not good. I I know that. I, I agree 100% with you that there are a lot of things that still need to be cleaned up. There, there just are. Uh, but, and, I don't, I, and I don't know that they are things that can be cleaned up. Um, okay, but hang on for a second. Sure, it, it, sure. What's the Tomlinism? It's a lot more fun learning, learning lessons when, you, yeah, when you're, you're winning, winning than yeah. it is when you're losing. Yep. 
And, you know, they've, they've gotten a couple of wins this year, in my opinion, that they probably shouldn't have gotten. The, the only game where I, I was sure they were going to win was Oakland, was Las Vegas. Sorry. Las, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, basically throughout the game, I was like, yeah, they're just better. The Raiders suck. You did pick the Raiders for the record, though. I did. I did. Yeah. And I, yeah. I picked them because yeah. the Steelers I always play so poorly on the West Coast. I get it. Especially but when I started watching the, the game – when I started watching the game, I was just like, yeah, this, this Raiders team is terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that being the case, that, that was really the only game where I thought they definitely deserved to win it. And they were the better team. So they, you're saying the Browns, they, they, they could easily be one and four in my opinion versus yeah. the Browns and the, and the Ravens, they, you know, they got wins. They mm-hmm. did, but, mm-hmm. but it was because the other team beat themselves frankly yeah. i mean you know when 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 your offense gives up 14 points on on turnover returns you're going to fucking lose and and that's just you know mental physical errors where you're screwing up and god bless the browns it seems to me that they're in shambles right now nobody knows what the hell is going on with Deshaun watson and fuck that guy seriously confirmed. fuck him I, I, confirmed I yeah agree. Yeah, I, what's he got? A shoulder injury of some sort? But... There, nobody's talking. Like he's right. he's coming in. He walks through the the locker room, doesn't practice, and leaves. This is I, my theory is that they're trying to void his guarantees, ah. so that they can either trade him or wow. release him somehow. Old, make it make it more more appetizing for another team to trade for him because he doesn't have these these bloated guarantees. Ugh. And get him out of there because something's up. Either he wants out or they want him out of there. And they're trying to protect him from injury. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So it's, Something's up is the best way of putting it. Um, Ian, you mentioned that the offense found a few things maybe a little. Let's not. I'm not going to get carried away. W- what did you like that you saw and can possibly build on going into the rest of the season? The biggest thing I saw that I liked was that Kenny Pickett at least twice, maybe three times after his first read wasn't there, reset his feet and looked somewhere else on the field without getting terrified and scrambling out of the pocket like an insane person. They all happened on the last drive, but I agree with you. And yeah, that last drive, he was very impressive. Before that, not so much. There was there was another there was one other instance of it before the last drive that had happened. Okay. But yeah, it, there was there was a couple times where, you know, when he left the pocket, he seemed to actually know where he was going and he wasn't like, you know, a blind person walking around a haunted house like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to run into <laughs> shit. Winging it. Yeah. Right. Very, I don't um, know if I've ever heard that one before, Ian, so I appreciate that. It's a Halloween theme uh, episode. Yeah, really. exactly, exactly. We we make them up on the spot here. That's right. That's what we do. Yeah. Um. So you know, there was that. the The line started to block better. Jalen Warren is obviously a spark in there. That you know, you get him the ball in space, he does good things. But really, I think the the best thing to me to start building on was Kenny actually going through progressions and resetting his feet rather than just like taking his first read. And if it's not there, panicking. So that was the big thing to me. Is is Scrubs, I'll let you tackle this one. Is Pickett 
kind the kind of player that almost needs like like some unrest around him, a little bit of drama towards the end of the game. It's, it's almost like he rises to the occasion. I'm not I'm not saying he's but he, but he just feels like that. Well, that's that's all great and grand, but like that's I that's not ideally what I what I what I want in my quarterback. Like I want him to be I yeah. want him to be comfortable at all times and you know what like again, if we talk about if the Ravens convert early on, Kenny Pickett doesn't have that opportunity. Right. Good for him that he did it. And I, and yep. I appreciate that. Yep. And Joe brought up a good point in the chat is that Kenny Pickett absolutely poops his pants when he's get when he gets pressured and the Ravens got pressure on him, but they didn't blitz as much as other teams do. And I saw, I saw some, I, t- I, t- I sent this along to you guys earlier this week that um, someone that, that covers the Panthers had, had, Pitt Panthers said that like it really wasn't until Pickett's senior year that he got comfortable with 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 being in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was year five of college. You can't wait till year five of of a pro to to like like that's absurd. He's going to be seventy five years old at that time. <laughs> so you know th- that is great. Like like okay, he has the, he has these game winning drives right, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm not going to take that away from him. But you also got to look at other things. And that is Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren took over in that final drive. He had that check down pass that he converted for a first round, first down. Then he had that long run that set him up for the yep. Pickens touchdown. Um, and, and 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 not just that final drive. Like Jalen Warren, when he's in the game, shit happens. And that's another thing. When Najee Harris is in the game, nothing happens. And I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill. I'm I'm going to die on this hill. But okay, so good for Kenny Pickett. That's wonderful. Yeah, but also, yeah. but also, he has been aided in these game-winning drives. Even that game-winning drive in Baltimore last year, Stephen Sims caught that ball right down the right down the middle. He did. And yeah. with, among like triple coverage and and, and you know what I mean? It's yeah. a nice catch. It, it's yeah. a total team effort. Kenny Pickett has not been. I no. don't care what way you He's say not. it. He's not, right. but good but he him. does have good for he him. Has Seventeen now. starts, and he has four fourth quarter comebacks and five game winning drives already in seventeen starts. So it's kind of hard to argue the kid's not clutch. But to your point before about how he poops his pants when he gets pressured, I disagree, and here's why: if you look at Pickett's numbers, he's actually more successful when he works outside the structure. When he is pressured and he gets the ball off, he has better numbers than when he stays in a clean pocket. Okay, so when he's trying to work inside the shitty structure, the the awful passing scheme that we have and work through the progressions as he's been instructed by our dipshit offensive coordinator, he is not as good as when he breaks and works outside the structure. So when you have success working outside the structure, you are going to lean in that direction and try to win by by going outside the structure. So he's not pooping his pants. He's doing it on purpose. He's doing it instinctively. It, is is there a way? I, I don't. You, is there a way you can you can prepare for that and coach that into a player's game overall? Though and, you need and, to, and, he needs an offensive coordinator that is going to design an offense around him and his skill set. Rather, he needs a better than, quarterback coach too. He needs that too, but he's got two quarterbacks yeah. coach now. Um, and and I also, you know, in on that last drive, I really was impressed with his poise, with the way he was looking. He was looking the safeties off with his footwork. Mm -hmm. Again, it was just that last drive. For whatever reason, something happened over the course of that game 
that it got to the end and he just settled down. I don't, I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. If, he, if you go back and look at it, he's a different player in the fourth quarter than he was in the first. And I don't know what the hell is going on with him. I don't know if he's got issues in his personal life. I don't know if there's there's drama on the team. I don't know if this whole thing with Canada is affecting him. But something think, settled him down. I think when he hit a couple – when he finally hit that back shoulder throw to Pickens on the sideline – I think he started to get some confidence and was like, okay, this might actually work rather than because he threw a couple of those like third down, down the sideline, back shoulder throws that didn't work earlier. And then there was a, I think it was third and eight or something. And he hit Pickens on one of those back shoulder throws. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, this, this might actually work. There might actually be something here. And then they, you know, you know, Warren made a play and so on and so forth that I think, you know, he started to finally build some confidence that, what he was doing could actually work and not just going out there and running shit and being like, I have no fucking clue if this is going to work here, George, try and make a catch. Yeah. They, they kept throwing that back shoulder all day long and eventually Humphrey was, was playing it and, Mm -hmm. and we weren't completing it as a result. And even on that last, on that 41 yard touchdown, he threw the ball inside and led Pickens a little bit with the throw. Mm-hmm. That, and Humphrey Humphrey had a step behind and he was playing the, the back shoulder. He was trying to prevent that. By the time he realized that wasn't where the ball was going, it was too late. That too was why late. we scored the touchdown. And I I think it's just a theory. Mm-hmm. I think that Pickens didn't throw the ball where he was supposed to there, mm-hmm. that he was instructed to throw outside and high, the back shoulder throw, because it's safe. It's a riskier yeah. throw putting it where he put it. But and safe has been the MO since right. he's taken over. Yeah. But it was successful. It was the right yeah. time to throw that ball. It was and, the right time to do it and it worked. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, you know, here's the other thing. And and I'm, again, like I, this isn't this isn't all this isn't all on Pickett as much as it's not all on Canada or Najee or the line. This unit overall just isn't good. It's just it's just not a good it's just not a good combination. I would agree. But, you know, you like in Roethlisberger earlier this week talked about this on his podcast that like, you know, the 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 back shoulder fade or whatever is not a high percentage play. But honestly, we all know that. But that's all the Steelers have right now. They either have that or they have a check down. They have nothing in the middle of the field. And I know Pat Fryermuth is not a good blocker, but he at least gives them something. They don't even look Darnell Washington's way like they did the other. They did it. I think he had two targets on Sunday, I, but yeah. like, but like he dropped one and he was, dropped, that was yeah, a good I, pass too. but like, there's just nothing there. There's just nothing there. So like, so like Marlon Humphrey was right to play that back short. Right. I mean, like, and he got burned and you yeah. know what you li- you live and die by that. And that's yep, right. But the, you know, as I've, as, as I've had, as I've said many, many times, the, the you know just like and this is and even with Ben, the court a young quarterback's best friend is a good running game, mm-hmm. and they need to figure out ways to get Najee in better positions. See, I'm crediting him, and they need to figure out ways to sprinkle in Jalen Warren yeah. rather than like as a desperation yeah. play. No, and, I, I I agree with you. And although and, I I think Najee came to play versus the Texans, and he came to play versus the Browns. Um. 
when a lot of other guys didn't, especially versus the Texans, Najee was one of the few guys that actually showed up to play the fucking game that day. Yeah. And that's why we got our asses kicked. But I I think Najee's biggest problem, I'm just going to say it, he's too fucking heavy. He needs to drop 20 or 25 pounds. This this playing at 245 as a running back, look at his burst. He doesn't have any. There is none. He doesn't have any. Yeah. I'll say uh, this, though. Yeah. When they they started running to the left behind Sayamalu, Jones, yep. and Washington, and there was some space there. There was holes. There was forward push from the offensive line and right. then Canada like the moron that he is in the fourth quarter is like oh we're gonna run the ball okay we're gonna run to the right we're gonna pull Sayamalu around here and you know we're gonna see, trick him and the thing, we're the thing was and it didn't fucking work at all it didn't Herbig actually was getting his blocks okay but the yeah. problem was Chooks and and um uh fucking uh Herbig her, no, not her big. Her basically Cole, who off. also sucks. Cole, yeah, oh, and Cole were both getting pushed back, yeah. and Herbig's getting his block. So now you've got a gap that guys can run through, right? So the linebackers are, are coming in through that and stopping it because they're going to the right side. Cole, especially Cole's getting driven back ten yards on run plays, man, and he's well, a center. He's well, a good st- news, Ben. Guess who he gets to go up against next? Aaron. Freaking Aaron fucking Donald. Donald. Now, yeah. hopefully, James Daniel will be back, and he will draw that assignment a little more often. Yeah, because hey man, yeah, if they put him at nose, oof. I don't know if you, I don't know if you read Steelers Sunshine Twitter, but we are, <laughs> we've already beaten the Rams. That's don't true. Worry, That's don't true. worry that Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, is going to have fifteen catches at least. Shit, that rookie might that have might be an exception, but I I won't be shocked. Seriously, seriously, won't be shocked if he's nine, and that's a lot of catches in the NFL. That's I, a I, lot. I do want to uh, get to Vinny mentioned um, Vinny, Deontay, baby. and and I do want to get to that. But I, I I'm a little curious about this too. Uh, Joe just brought this up. We all know Cole struggling at center. Um, do do you possibly keep her her big at guard and, and move Daniel over? I, I mean, I might give it a shot. Honestly, I, they won't do it. I don't think they will either. But in, in but I mean, would mind, I, I would. like theoretically would I try it? Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, you know how? I mean, how much worse will it fucking get? Exactly. You you, you gotta you gotta make some kind of effort to change. Well, the it. thing the thing is, Daniel is is more comfortable at guard yeah. in particular right yeah. guard than he is at center so you know he may not want to do it either to be perfectly frank yeah. um ian with deontay johnson coming back uh, how does that affect george pickens i don't think it affects him much um because they're still gonna throw him the ball and they're still going to throw him the ball on the outside on these back shoulder throws. They weren't really using Pickens a whole lot in mm-hmm. like crossing routes or comeback routes or anything like that. So I think it it potentially adds another. They do this stupid ass thing. And uh, sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. I know you asked me a specific no, that's question. Fine. You're, you're but, due. 
they do this stupid thing where they're like, okay, George Pickens, you're going to run go routes and back shoulders. Okay, Deontay Johnson, you're going to run crossers and comeback routes. And, like, they don't run other routes with other guys. And, like, there's no variability. Or or they do, but they they run those guys into patterns where they're, like, right next to each other. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. What the hell? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, it's I, they, stupid. They're so, not it, nothing that nothing is schemed to get anyone open. No, it's ever. Not. It is not. You're that's that's exactly like you, we're we're counting on them either playing cover one and sending everybody yeah. or cover zero. To to Melvin's point that he just had here about using motion. Motion. They actually used Jalen Warren in motion a few times this past game against the Ravens and then handed it off to him once and he got a good gain out of it. So I was like, oh, that's like a little wrinkle in there of, you know, not all it's not always Calvin Austin coming in motion across the formation and or, you know, Allen Robinson just coming over and stopping behind the tight end. You're like, hmm, I wonder where they're going to run the ball. Maybe where they just brought the receiver. (laughs) Allen Robinson. Let's talk about a waste of five million dollars. He stinks. Dude, he's well, fucking awful. I don't care that that all they traded was that all it was was a pick swap and it was for sevens and all that shit. It's five million fucking dollars. From my standpoint, that's even worse than keeping Gunner on this fucking roster, and he's a abomination. I mean, how how the fuck does that guy keep getting a helmet on Sundays? How? Well, to me, it's the classic case of Tomlin loves his veterans. Well, Mike, how much longer are you going to love a guy who keeps turning the damn ball over? I, I mean, I mean, Robinson's t- not turning the ball over, and I hope, I no. pray, I pray that he is actually providing some some leadership in the wider. It sounds like he is, or something of some yeah. fucking value, yeah, just like Patrick because, Peterson. Because watching him try to separate when he's running routes. It, it, you're like, dude, why is this guy on an NFL roster? What the yeah, why? He, he's he's bad. He, he's he, bad, and he's not even like, he's not a good possession receiver, which is what I thought he was going to be. At least, you know, I you thought know, he would be like like a Heinz Ward. You know, it's third and six, and he gets seven yards, and you get you move the fucking chains, and you keep moving. And there's and some would, value in a guy like that, Jericho Cotchery. You know, yeah, there's a lot of value in a guy like that. This you guy know, ain't either one of them. Robinson reminds me borderline Hall of Fame, and and you know yeah. Robinson definitely is not. Robinson reminds me of an NBA player with bad knees. He, 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 yeah, the the efforts there, the yeah. the, the, the ability, everything. The effort, yeah, he, he just can't he's get just it done. done. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's thirty three. So. And I and I'm very excited to have to have Deontay Johnson back. I think Deontay Johnson is a, a very good receiver in this league. I think he is an elite route runner. But the problem is, and Ben, you know, you've it's talked about this many bit, times, yeah. is is they is they you know they 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 run they have these these routes for Deontay. They're they're comebacks in in bracket coverage, so the dude catches the ball and he's immediately tackled. Like yeah. you have to figure out ways. You have to figure out ways to get this guy some yak. Yakety like, yak. This you know, guy and, is their number one option. So here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, and I <laughs> and, and and you know what though? And like I said, man, and and Casey will touch on this a little bit later, but like oh. I just you know, again, it's not all on Canada, but like I'm until like I'm not holding my breath because this is just not a good combination. This whole offense is not good, it's just not good. Speaking of Canada. 
Did you see? Did you see Richard Kikorian's comment? What did Richard say? Give Ben <laughs> some shots of uh, Julio. Julio. And then he, uh, Julio. Not Julio. Say it right. Julio sorry, down I, by the schoolyard. I, I went American for a minute. And then hand him the Steelers helmet and put him in coach. Love it. Love it. Put me um, in. A little bit old for that. I could maybe, I don't know, I can like hold the clipboard for the coaches or something. Or like I could be the guy behind Talman, like making sure the cables don't wrap around his feet. He doesn't like stumble or anything. That I is could, a I could very be that important guy. job. I could yeah. be that guy. As far as anything else goes, like actual contribution to the team, no, no. You I don't think you can do better challenges? You know, oh, I I could, God. but I'd have to be upstairs in the booth watching the broadcast simultaneously and having the headset on and talking. And Mark, and go, hey, Mike, no, don't challenge this one. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Don't do that. I, oh, thanks, Richard. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Ian is the nicest guy. No, he's not. I know him personally. I've actually met him. You haven't. He's not the nicest guy on earth. Trust me. He's That's just because I busted your balls all the time. Yeah. He's a like... douchebag. So, yeah. so okay. yeah, I, I, I want to you know talk who about had a nice little game was Rodney Williams, the tight end they called up from the practice. He squad. did, dude. Didn't he, he did. Yeah. He, he nearly had a touchdown. He, he recovered I, that. You know, honestly, that was arguable. Like, I mean, you can't challenge it because it's a scoring that play. Close. Yeah. But well, it was it was so close. So so I and I thought he had a tackle on special teams. He tackled the guy after Gunner's fumble too. Yes, to yeah. prevent a touchdown. Yes. Yeah. The, the 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 play in the end zone was interesting to me because Gene Steratore came on, and and my my father in law was asking me about that rule, and I said, as far as I know, it's basically the same application as a receiver mm-hmm. going out of bounds, and Steratore basically said that. So as I'm watching that replay, I'm thinking. His elbows down, and doesn't he have the ball in bounds still? I, you know, so I thought they kind of just went past it a little quick. I'm not saying that that they didn't get the call right. I'm just saying that I I thought they could have looked at it a little bit longer, maybe. Um, in that in that regard, I, I want to touch on Canada only in this regard. Uh, the the crowd at the Pittsburgh Penguins season opener was cheering Fire Matt Canada. There was a wrestling event, <coughs> AEW, with people holding up signs, Fire Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's probably seen the media, the, the shot from, from his interview, the questions he was getting yesterday. Um, I, I, Scarps, is it going a little too far with everybody no. going at Canada? I said Scarps. No. <laughs> um, here's just... I think it is a little bit weird at doing it at a hockey game. Like, and, and I just think honestly, people, people are just trying to like be cool and be trendy and it's, you know, and, and it's whatever, like, like there was the most Pittsburgh thing ever though. You know, no, I would just, I mean, I don't necessarily know if it's the most Pittsburgh thing ever. I think if this happened anywhere else, like I think people would do the same, like people see things and they Mm -hmm. hear things and they're like, Oh, let's be cool and do it here. And like, you know, I mean, it's whatever, but you know, I, I, as long as you keep it the football, as long as you keep it the football, I'm fine with it. But like, when you start getting personal, like, like, and I'm, I'm going to be real about it. Like, like Andrew Filipponi last week, like tweeted about like, you know, retweet if, if, if this is the last time you want to see this imbecile ever call a Steelers game. And I think like, that's just such a cheap ass shot. Like that's just, to, to me, it's just like, 
Like, first of all, Andrew Filippone doesn't go to the facility. And I, and I love Pony. He's a great dude. But, like, he doesn't go to the facility. He doesn't Pit fucking talk to Matt Canada. He, he just like, he's just shitty. He runs a shitty Twitter account. He's just like, he, he does. does. He, he does shit for engagement or whatever. And, like, all these idiots fall for it. Like, go retweet. It's like, this, it's the same thing as, it's the same thing as, as when you go to a Penguins game. Like, like, when I go to a Penguins game, you know, I like listening to the action or whatever. And, like, I'm not fucking thinking about Matt Canada while I'm trying to watch a fucking Pens games so like to me that was just that you know people would heard it they wanted to be cool right, but like right as long as you're as long as you keep it the football that's fine but like you know people get people get loose lips on twitter man like they say whatever oh, yeah. they want and like they they start saying all this shit and i want to repeat this it ain't matt canada's fault that he was hired in the first place and it ain't his fault that they keep him here now in between what he does is his fault and that's yeah. his responsibility but as long as you keep it to football, I don't have a problem. But people get really personal in it, and I don't get it. Here's the thing. Yeah. Last year, Penguins fans. This started with Penguins fans. I'm going to point a finger. Uh-oh. Last year, Penguins fans were irate over a number of players that were on the roster. The team got sold to the Fenway Sports Group, and – there were chants at Penguins games toward the end of the year to fire Hextall, the general manager. Yes. And after the season, Hextall got fired. So Yenzers, being who they are, <laughs> felt emboldened that they chanted true. fire Hextall that's at true. a Penguins game. They and think that's got the what ownership got group went and fired the guy after the season was over. Which they were going to do anyway. It, it, more if they had made the playoffs, they might not have. But when yeah. they missed the playoffs, it was over for right. them. So, yeah. So they felt emboldened. So now they think, we, I'm a Yinzer, I'm a Pittsburgher, I'm from here. You know, um, we think that we have some kind of power over what ownership does because we chanted fire Hextall. I love now, it. I, that's as, a great. Yeah. As much as Pirates fans have encouraged Bob Nutting to sell the team that hasn't changed anything quite obviously right. but nevertheless I think this stems from that happening back in the spring because that was only like five or six months ago I, I, and I think it's great I, I think yeah. that emboldened people to just call for anyone to be fired and yeah it can definitely happen but it wasn't even like at Heinz Field I get it but I don't know. I, I just it's, I, it's, no. I, I I'm with it, Scarps. I I it's just so out of context, you know. But at the same time, I just I see the the story going across social media, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. this makes total sense because this is, yeah. I, I mean, what what the hell? Uh, I, I I don't. point before we move on. Yeah, for those watching the show now or watching listening to it later. If you didn't see what happened at the end of the West Virginia-Houston game, this was absolutely absurd. West Virginia hit a 60-yard touchdown pass with 12 seconds left to take the lead, and then they squib-kicked it. Houston oh, got the no. ball at like the 50 and threw a 50-yard Hail Mary to beat them. It, two touchdowns in the last 12 seconds. So go watch the highlights because this was just insane. Uh, of course, okay. right after the show, of course. Yeah, after uh, the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just think I don't think Canada does himself any favors either. No. He's got the personality of a rock. I, I mean, you, you you gotta be a little lighthearted. You gotta you know make a crack or two about the just 
but but he just he's so just I mean he blocked. he kind of did he kind of did in camp when he signed that toilet seat for that guy. I mean, let's be let's no, be honest. Touché, I mean, honestly, touché. that yeah. that I was like, okay, now this this makes the guy more likable. I mean, it, it, no, I agree with you. He, he I, runs I, I a shitty offense, so he signed a toilet seat for the guy in camp, he which needs is probably going to be his last training camp ever. And the guy's going to have a keepsake forever. I got Matt Canada to sign a toilet seat, and I have a picture of it. I have a photo of Matt Canada signing my toilet seat. You know how how wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, you know, I think I think, and Scarps disagrees with me, and that's fine. Um, I think that a. a, a a reporter asking Matt Canada if he has anything to say to the fans now that the fire Matt Canada chant has has crossed over from right. football to hockey and apparently to wrestling. Yes. And whether he's got anything to say to the fans, I, I was like, that was unnecessary. I, I just I didn't think there was anything to be gained by that, that, that we were going to get any new information, that that we were going to get a meaningful response or gain any meaningful insight into Matt fucking Canada, who sucks. Um, so I just, I was like, eh, you know. Well, so here's, here's, and I'm like, sure, Johnny, go fuck yourself. Go <laughs> drink. <laughs> and, and there we and, go. And like, I, I want to be real. Like, I did, the, I did this for seven years there. And like, I'm, I'm proud of what I did there. And you know, one of the many things that, you know, one of the many things that I said, but one of the main things was you can't control the questions you're asked, but you that's, can't control your true. response. That's true. And I don't, I don't think that's an unfair question. I mean, they're fucking chanting it at Penn's games. They, it, they got it at signs at wrestling events, you know? So for Would him. you have asked it different though, Ryan? Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. Like, the, like. Because the way was, it was no, asked was. And, and and I will say this too. There was a there was a there was also some, I don't know if there's Penn State fans out there, but there was a there was a there was a reporter mm. exchange with James Franklin earlier this week, and James yeah. Franklin, I don't know, he made the reporter kind of you know like like I don't really it was it wasn't the best framing of a question, but what I appreciate about it is it, James Franklin and the reporter like actually like talked about it afterwards and they moved yeah. on. But like the fucking and the reporter, reporter was, owned the reporter owned yes. the fact that his delivery on the question was poor. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and like, but people were like, like, like sending death threats to the reporter and stuff. Cause people were weird, but like, but like, the, I've always said this, bad. like, like half the bat, like half the people job is showing up, bags. half the job is being likable or, or like two quarters being likable and the other quarters like execution. And at no point in time has Matt Canada ever come across as likable. He could have, he could have easily said, Easily said, hey, good thing I didn't go to the Pens game the other night. I would have been right. embarrassing and like, or or just been like a fucking human being. You know what I mean? Like instead, he was like, he was like, uh, no, no, I, no, I did, I did, I did not. Hear no, about I do that. not. No, or no, I do not. And I'm like, no, I do I'm not. Like, straight like, face, dude, just stone like, face. Like, no, like you could have you and 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 literally a couple weeks ago, Mike Tomlin talked about no, we 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 appreciate fans booing because we want them to be like fat and sassy or whatever the hell he said. Fat and, and like, spoiled and sassy. Fat and yeah. sassy. And spoiled, and, yeah, something like but that. Like, in Canada, know, in Canada, could have easily had an easy win and been like, oh, you know, it just goes to show how passionate Pittsburgh fans are. They expect the best from us, and you know what? We're not where we need to be, and we need to work on getting work to where we need to be. But yeah. at no point, at any time, at no point during his whole tenure here, has he ever cr come across as likable. He's come across as arrogant, smug, 
and 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 with that Except for the straw hat thing. and that straw. Right. Yeah, but there, okay. There's a difference between signing a fan's toilet seat and 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 actually speaking to the media. And, and and being and being normal. I mean, you know, they they say a picture says a thousand words. That a thousand I, shits. I, 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 In this case, know, I, a thousand turds. I, I, I really think, and I'm being serious when I say this. That made him a lot more likable. The guy before that, I was like, this guy's a it, fucking. I, I agree. Bag. I can't stand him. Um, you know, let's let's he, throw some let's throw some trash on his front yard like they did to Tommy Maddox. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't no, do that. No, no, don't be that person. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Like Ian, the, the lady that the, remember the lady that hit Roethlisberger on the bike. They were fucking yeah. trying to kill Dude, her. Were, oh yeah, they were, they were calling her and then giving her yes. death threats as if as if she fucking did that on yes. purpose. Yeah, oh my yeah. she intentionally Christ. did it. You jackasses. Uh, Ian, could could Mike Tomlin possibly? settle some of this down by just making a statement and just saying, look, Matt Canada is our offensive coordinator, uh, you know, for the rest of the season, or at the least saying for the time being, and, and it doesn't need to be discussed any further. I, would that stop any of it? No, no. Okay. And not, not only that, I withdraw the question. Not, not only that, um, <laughs> it would probably put Tomlin in a, in a worse standing with people too, because then, you know, there's already private chat here. Commentary. <laughs> there's already commentary out there about you know Canada just got the job because he gave Mike Tomlin's oh, yeah. son a scholarship and things like that. That yep. you know, I think yes, Canada is his offensive coordinator, but I think it's better if Tomlin just talks about the team generally because honestly, both coordinators have sucked right now. Like Terrell Austin is not should not be immune from criticism no, because no. Terrell Austin is like, thank you, Matt Canada. Oh, yeah, my exactly, God. exactly. Terrell Austin is like every night before he Terrell goes to bed. Like, keep doing thank your God thing, baby. Matt Canada. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for Matt Canada because if not, Terrell Austin would just be like, oh fuck. I well, and, and thank yeah. God for T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith too. Uh, yeah. Well, there's that. And, that a couple times. And like, um, yeah. My my goodness, in in big moments when he needs to, like, watch just blows guys away, like. The the way he attacked that fourth down play, like you knew he'd been setting that up all game. That he's like, I got this whenever I need it. I know I'm gonna need it sometime. And like that fourth down play, he was in Lamar's lap almost before the ball got there. He was. And and Highsmith in the yeah the sack fumble and yeah it was just maybe it wasn't um, a fourth down whatever the end of the game yeah the right fourth down, the yeah very, I know what the you mean. very end of the game, but yeah it was just you know. So, and TJ's a, a veteran player now. You know he, yeah, he's been around long enough to know he doesn't have to go a thousand percent every play. It's and some and with pass rushing too, sometimes you try things early in the game to set things up for later. Like you're like, oh, I'm gonna hit him with my outside hand and then go inside, and I'm gonna do that three times. So he thinks every time I hit him with my outside hand, I'm going to the inside. Then all of a sudden, boom, you hit him with the outside hand and just push him down and go right around the outside. And the guy's right. like, what just happened? He never did that before. So Bon Olhoffen, excuse me, used to do that exact thing yeah. Yeah. all the time. Setting yeah. a guy up, setting him up, and then bang. Anyway, sorry. Well, yeah, I, no, that's I, exactly it. Pa- yeah. Pass rushing is an art. Like, it's a dance, you know? You don't just come out and, you know, no, it, 
you, you got to try different things, see what works, and then you also set things up for later too. Kind of like running an offense, right? But sometimes, <laughs> you know, if you just send a guy in motion and are running the ball 80% of the time, people are going to be like, well, that is meaningless. And the corner that was covering the receiver is just going to drift into the box. And then all of a sudden you have a ninth guy in the box and can't run the ball. Funny Whereas that sometimes if you hand the ball off to that guy, then maybe it's Jalen Warren and he takes it around the end for 15 yards. And you're like, Oh, Hey, how about that? You know, real quick, Matt, uh, one of our, one of our longtime listeners, first time callers, Matt Smith said, do you think Austin is running the defense? And Matt, I, I, I say to that is that if he's not, then that's an even bigger concern. Yeah. Because, he's calling it. He is calling yeah, it. I think because, he's calling it. because Mike Tomlin if Mike, because if if Austin's not calling it, then Mike Tomlin is. And well, let's let's be honest, okay. Let's, but I'm let's just, just being I'm just being real. Like that's let's not, just yeah. say it. It doesn't matter Mike, who's calling Mike's, it. It's not right. good. Mike's fingerprints are all over the defense, for sure. Okay, yeah. so if the defense isn't playing well or it's not playing up to snuff, it's definitely on Mike too, right? We agree on this. But but. Terrell Austin is calling the defense. He's calling the plays. He's calling the coverages. But at the same time, Mike's got that in his headset. He can overrule whoever he wants anytime. Yes. Yes, he can. And, and, and I, I offense I, or I, defense. I apologize because I have to go pee real quick, just so everyone knows. Well, but um they he's going to check on baby scarps. Nah, Scar baby baby scarps has a little fever. He's he oh, the only no. prescription really? is more cowbell. Ooh. Yeah, he had a six month checkup last night. So he's, oh, he's had his yeah. Um, but what does that mean? You well, get he, a couple he, shots, and they always get couple, a little fever after shots. shots you know, he got a couple shots, and he had a couple bears. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, that big say, that's what a little scarps is partying. So, would, can you get scarps like little uh, baby scarps? Get some whiskey and just like rub it on his gums or something. That'll help. Yeah, yeah, mm. you know, when he yeah. starts teething, yeah, that's what still dad's kids got. You know, um. I, you know, I, I would say I would say this, though, if you if if, you know, Tomlin being a defensive guy and, and, and obviously Colbert's not there anymore, which makes me believe Tomlin has more of a say. He in does the for sure in the yeah. personnel. Agreed. Absolutely. I don't understand then. I don't understand why you would let a guy like Cam Sutton walk and bring in a guy who, like in Patrick Peterson. I know you didn't expect Patrick Peterson to be that bad, but like, why would you not keep the young guy for a couple extra bucks than bring in the old guy that that's terrible? And Levi Wallace is terrible. So it's just like there's just like a lot of there's a lot of legit concerns that 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 I think are fair. You know to bring who's up. having a really good season in terms of of uh, uh, just a quarterback rating when they throw at him this season? Mason Rudolph, Akella Witherspoon. Oh, he's cornerback. I'm sorry. Yeah, he is having a good year. He's having a really, he really is. good year. And um, I, my my feeling is that what he's probably got, because Akello's pretty talented, but he's not, like, super talented. He's probably got a coach that's coaching him toward his strengths as opposed to a coach who is trying to implement a scheme and say, you're playing this. You follow me? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I mean, well, look at look at Kendrick Green. Steelers I mean, not, freaks, not, not, the he's out for the club. season due to an injury suffered in the game against the Steelers. But I, I mean, look at look at what he did against us. 
He looked a hell of yeah. a lot better than I ever saw him when he was wearing the black and gold. You know, was that a coach? <laughs> well, no, his first year, his first year in Pittsburgh, let's be honest, that guy was fucking great. Who? What? Nelson? No, 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 oh, no. Stephen Nelson. No, I was talking about Kendrick Green. He's at Kendrick oh, Green. I'm sorry, Kendrick yeah. Green. Yeah. Uh, no, Nelson. Kendrick Green. Yeah. Kendrick Green. Um, yeah. Basically, what they did was try and get him out in space, and and let him. Yeah, I I, I missed up. I missed the uh, the conversation there. Obviously. Well, that we will see Dotson next week. Get too. him out in space and and let him kind of try and move some guys along. They also put him in duo a lot, so he's doing a bunch of doubles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. He didn't really have a whole lot of situations where he had to block someone one on one, right? Yeah, right. So but, he, I wouldn't say he had a great game. He, I, I didn't see that when I went back and watched it. I, obviously, he was on the team that won. Yeah, and beat us badly. It was fucking embarrassing. But there was a lot of things. There were a lot of things there the Steelers could have done differently. They just didn't fucking do. And, and that's really what I'm getting at. Is they, they. The Texans did things that worked more to Kendrick Green's strengths than we have we ever did. I thought, like throw a screen pass, uh, uh, touche. Well, uh, like again. throw a screen pass right at the middle, and, right? Yeah. And you know, as Tomlin has pointed out, everyone throws screens at the Steelers. Everyone does. Yeah. So why they you weren't prepared to. for it that I day, know. I have no fucking idea. You know what? Quan Alexander made two really nice tackles on screen slash swing passes against running the in, running in, seeing the running back coming out and turning around, and as soon as the running back yeah. turned around, he went straight at the running back. Yeah, immediately yeah. he recognized it. Um, immediately, I, I do want to mention real quick. Uh, uh, have a little fun here. T.J. Watt, uh, I think most of you know, dislocated a finger. Uh, oh, yeah. Has some has some ligament damage and stuff. They're they're going to do some some surgery at the end of the year. Uh, do any of you have an injury that that was uh, suffered, but but you were able to keep going doing whatever it was you were doing at the time you suffered the injury? Ooh. I had a hangnail once. <laughs> that was bad. Um, no, I actually did dislocate this finger once when yeah. I was playing football. Yeah. And it was like it was pointing this way, so it was going out. Little like Anthony this. Munoz type thing. Yeah. yeah, and when it happened, it actually didn't hurt. I was like, "Wow, super right. cool! Oh my god, that's really amazing!" And like my and then, pointing sideways, and then, and then they put it back. Yeah. Yeah. Holy, that's shit. the pain. That yeah. hurt like a son of a bitch. Yeah, and the trainer, because I'm in high school, the trainer didn't want to put it back right there on the field. And you go to the ER, and they're like, why didn't the trainer just put this back on the field? Right. This is going to make it worse. Because it's been it's been locked in this position now for how many hours? It was like not, not to mention your adrenaline is not flowing nearly right. as much. So they're like, okay, so listen, I don't know how to tell you this. This is going to hurt. Hold still. So, like, somebody's holding my arm down, and the other person's grabbing it, and, and I'm, oh, my fucking God, oh. That was some of the worst pain ever. So, um, no, I didn't continue because they took me off the field. They wouldn't let me continue. Well, that's, yeah, um, that's apparently just... what happened in this case was TJ dislocated his finger. Yeah. He just put it back in place. He did it himself. Yep. He just put it back in place and he just kept playing. See, Melvin, at... Melvin's a baller. Look at this guy dislocated thumb and kept playing. Unbelievable. 
Then, he, then uh, he went back in, and then they examined his hand after the game. Right. I have to wonder if remember when he punched the guy when he yes he punched, I, I wondered punched, that too punched Zay Flowers in the face mask. Yeah, I wondered if it happened then because he kind of went like this after does. the play, <laughs> like after the play he kind of went eh, yeah you know like no, like he done something the there. Thing. Yeah, um, and for everybody on Twitter who thought that was a throat punch, a did you fucking punch? watch the video? How dumb are you? It was not a throat punch. The guy plays very violently, but stop that. It wasn't punching him in the throat, for God's sake. If he, if if TJ Watt had punched that kid in the throat, he wouldn't have gotten up. No, no. Okay, it would have it would have collapsed his larynx. He would have gone off the field. He would have gone into into the medical tent and then gone to the hospital. By the way, I did not have larynx on the uh, bingo card for tonight's show. Uh, but you know, never know. Um, is, is Watt a serious contender? Uh, Scarpino is for defensive MVP again. Oh man, I was going to tell my story about about. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I nobody bad. else was I, really I, jumping in there. But I stayed, what was your story? I stayed. I stayed relatively clean through throughout sports. But yeah, oddly enough, uh, well, the, Steelers, the, the Steelers, the Steelers dogs is in the background. Oh, we there. do, we do. Oh, There's, good boy. It's Mr. Ned, and then Zoe is over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's Zoe. over here. Um, Zoe's hiding. We can't see her. Uh, Zoe's over here. Tag. It's okay. Yep. She's over here. She's blending in. Um, the Steelers, I was part of the Steelers dodgeball team, and we had an intramural <laughs> dodgeball team. You got it. Um, not, not Steelers players, although right. I'll, I'll, at one time, like Troy, Ryan Clark, <laughs> James Ferrier, and James Harrison – James Harrison actually played with us one time, but like they were all sitting on the like sitting on the track up top, and like it was fucking amazing watching Troy pull them over. Like, where to go, Scarps? Um, so, <laughs> um, it's so so. So, one, who did you guys play against? We just put like play against just right like other people in the league. Like it was co-ed dodgeball was the league. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Well, so um, he was playing against like Pramani's PSL, uh, night like shift Pits- or whatever. No, no, like PSL Pittsburgh yeah. sports league. Ian, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? I know what you're PSL. talking about. Yes. Yes. So um, it's like an adult sports league. Adult yeah, league. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. guys were the Steelers team because you By all the way, yeah, we, we we really three, need to party with George. Yeah, we we three peated <laughs> we three peated once and then um we also went back to back so we won five out of six years that other year i don't want to talk about but anyway um i i i i jumped to avoid a ball and i i had a high ankle sprain i mean i thought i snapped my ankle like it was terrible (laughs) and and one of the one of the trainers one of the steelers trainers sonia who's wonderful person still there like she checked me out. Like I'd be like, I dude, that was one of the most painful things like I've ever had in my life. And she taped me up. I went back out and she was like, dude, like you're, you're going to have trouble getting your shoe off. Like when you get home and, uh, never missed the dodgeball game. I got taped up every time, but, uh, so, you know, Saquon Barkley, if you're watching, I know how you feel. I did it at the <laughs> Northside YMCA about 10 years ago. Uh, and yeah, it fucking hurts. So I'm just telling you. So was, was Sonia, was she participating in the, in the league with you guys? Or oh she yeah. Was... Yeah. Okay. We had, right. we had a good group. We had me, we had Marcel Pastor, who's their, um, uh, strength and conditioning coordinator. Yeah. Um, Sonia, who's a trainer, um, and then we had a uh, we had Andy from the grounds crew. Uh, we had some other PR people as well. 
Um, Love it. It was a, it was a, and then we had some friends of friends and um, it was, it was such a great time. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to like talk shit right now, but I am, but it was utter domination. Most (laughs) because, and I'll tell you that like right now, I do not, I can't, I, I have no, I have no, I have like Najee that has no burst. I have no, I have no velocity on my throws. Um, I'm good at catching. Uh, but like Marcel, who I'm sure if you don't, if Marcel has, has gone here, catcher, not a pitcher, big right. dude. Yeah. Gross. But, um, <laughs> Marcel, uh, Marcel, big, big, big dude, built dude. He has blonde hair. You probably see him on the sidelines, but, yep. um, he would, he, he would always throw to the wide receivers during practice. He still does. And this dude, this dude was a, like, he was a pitcher at Virginia tech. Like oh. this dude got a fucking cannon. And like, <laughs> I mean, he was always, he was always fair to people. Like he yeah. would never like, just, we would never like pick on girls or whatever, but like, right, right, right. if somebody would like get a little shitty and talk shit, he would literally look at me and be like, watch this. Just fucking <laughs> wham. So I mean, like, like this dude had no chance. I mean, 20 yards away, just fucking bullet right in his shoulder. The guy had no, <laughs> the guy had no chance. <laughs> Oh, that was good times. There was the a thing, like the thing about I'm those gonna, rubber, those find rubber balls with the the texture on them is oh, they, they kind of they do this when they when you throw them they kind of yes. so they would elongate. So, so the yeah. balls yeah. that we used were not rubber; they were like cushiony. Like they oh, were they were not, foam. The foam yes, ones. Yeah, yes. so that's what we played with in but college. I'm too. gonna find this. I'm gonna find this article. Oh. But so they straighter. But yeah. do they and, do they travel straighter or do they kind of like whip you know well marcel had he was a pitcher so he could get some spin on that shit man like yeah. it, it was it was wild but like you you would be surprised you'd be surprised more often than not like you'd think like you'd see the ball leave their hand and you'd be like okay right. i'm gonna catch this and then it would dip on you it was it was tough but there's i'm gonna find this there was a fucking dead spin article when harrison played with us one night and like they were like James Harrison plays dodgeball, like like, and I am I'm in the. Right. They took a photo, and I'm standing there like an asshole with my arms crossed or some <laughs> shit, and like the comments online were like, "Who's like nobody's tougher than the fucking jerk off in the front row?" <laughs> <It was me. laughs> Let's see if I can find this. I'm gonna see if I can find this. And you thought you were here just for good Steelers content. Oh, You're gonna God. get dodgeball too. Oh so, man. I never really had an injury, but I think maybe the the best athletic achievement of my life, um, I was, and, and I'm not very athletic. You guys have met me. I'm like a string bean. I'm, yeah, not athletic at all. Um, but a couple years after I graduated from college, my fraternity always did like a golf outing and we'd invite all the alumni back and all that. And we, uh, that that year i came back as an alumni and was playing with a couple undergrads a couple other people and uh the people in charge that year decided it would be a good idea to get a keg and put it on the back of a cart and just drive around the course for everyone right so the i don't see a problem exactly so the smart the smart alumni of us me and a couple other people before we started playing went across the street from the golf course to sheets and got like the big gulp cups and put those in our golf golf carts so every time the keg cart came around we you know got a giant b- big gulp of beer like you should excellent right excellent thinking so by a little bit after the turn i was told i wasn't allowed to drive the cart anymore <laughs> so they 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 took the, the guy i was playing with who was an undergrad at the time was like ian i'm gonna start driving now i was like all right that sounds good 
So we get to the 17th hole, which is this downhill hole with an island green, and we're playing a scramble. Oh, God. I hit, and like, I'm like, at this point, I'm not quite stumbling, but, you know, I, I was five or six holes away from being able to even drive a cart straight. So I step up to the tee and whack it, lands within like eight feet of the cup. Nobody else even hits the green. And I step up and knock in the putt. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm out here hammered and just made a birdie for our team in this scramble. You guys need to step up your game. So me making a drunk ass birdie is probably the highlight of my athletic career, which is not very long or tenured. But, you know. Golf clap. Absolutely. I I uh, I'm trying to find, and uh, I'm going to share this momentarily if I can, but I don't I don't see it yet. Uh, anyway, um, secondary well, type an injury story, but everybody no, else no, had I, something. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, either either way, uh, you know, we had some talk earlier in the chat um, uh, about Joy Porter Jr. Chat. and I know Matt. Matt also discussed, uh, will, will the Steelers possibly, you know, no. look at making a move for a corner um, during? Let's hope, you know, before before the trade deadline. I I, I would think yeah. they got to be looking at it. I uh, I, I don't know their, how they wouldn't be. Um, just trying to, but I I, 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 I wouldn't be. They can't afford a, a high end corner at this point. Um. But it would be really nice if they just if they just got one that was like, I don't know, competent in coverage. That'd be super cool. Well, competent in coverage, a consistent tackler. Uh, you, you know, I, I that, mean, that, would... that that and let's just talk about that. It. That, that is the guy. That is the reason. A consistent tackler. Johnny Joey Porter Jr. is missing right now. 33.3% of the time. So one third of his tackle attempts, he is missing. And until he proves to the Steelers coaches, because they value the ability to tackle that he can be a consistent tackler. He is not going to be a starter. I, I don't think people realize that that's the only, that's the lone thing that is holding him back right now is that well, he is not a consistent tackler. And I, 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 it, it kind of surprises me to be honest with you, but Oh, nice. Um, I, I just wanted to share this. For those that are watching, <laughs> you, you can see that I have put up a picture of the dodgeball team that Scarps was a part of. Um, and I, I, I'm not sure which one is Scarps and which one's James Harrison. I'm having a hard time figuring out which one's which. Um, but, but yeah, you can you can see Scarps there in the uh, front row. And I, uh, I, that wasn't yeah. purposeful by any means. <laughs> Are you doing a finger gun there? Is that? <laughs> uh, yeah. What's going on? Is that like, man, I'm gonna gun you down. Uh, I did like like it was. I was trying to. I was trying to recreate the uh, the men's men's health article where Harrison had the guns and he was talking about pissing on Goodell when he was wasn't he was on fire. <laughs> yes, yes. That was amazing, by the way. Like great moments in Steelers history. So, yes. What's funny about that is I started my career at the Steelers, um, like trying to reshape Ben Ben's image because of the Milledgeville thing. Sure. And that was followed up by James Harrison standing on the uh, in the cover of men's health with fucking two guns in his hand saying that I wouldn't piss on Roger Goodell if he was on fire. So good times, you know, whatever. Did, uh, did the phone ring off the hook when that article broke? We had a little bit of a heads up, which was nice, but um, 
Yeah. Um, as you can tell, you know, I'm, I'm sure you know, like Art was like, oh, well, we got to do something about this. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, better get out on top of it. Yeah, um, well, maybe uh, me and Mr. Uh, Pfizer can, uh, you know, uh, have a debate. Uh, me and uh, my boy RFK Jr. and uh, Travis oh, Kelsey, uh, Dr. Fauci and Taylor Swift. Can you imagine a debate between Art Rooney 2 and Aaron Rodgers? I mean, basically, it's the same. I, I don't. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers realizes how bad it makes him look to associate himself with RFK Jr. I mean, I, Aaron Rodgers is an odd duck. He's weird. Okay, he, let, let's he, be frank. Yeah. But RFK Jr. is fucking batshit. Yeah. That guy is off the rails. Here, here's the That problem. guy is fucking crazy, literally. Here, Here's the issue I have with Rodgers. And... I'm gonna. I just want to say this. I don't want to get political here, but like, nope, it's none nope, of nope. my. It's it's none of my business what you do with your body. I don't care. Yeah, for sure. That's between you and your doctor. Right? Anything. Anything. So who gives a shit? So I'm gonna say this though. When you go out there and talk about Mr. Pfizer and this and that, and yet you, you, you played for for a team. Yeah. That Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. So like, what? Like, I mean, like, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you, you shouldn't have played for the Jets or did that, but like maybe you should sit this one out, bud. Right. Like, yeah, like exactly. No, just don't be a fucking hypocrite. That's all I said. Yep. Like, 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 yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah, me, me and Mr. Pfizer, and then uh, me and the Johnson and Johnson. You know, one shot. You know, one shot tells it all. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah. Take take a pass, Aaron. Take a pass. Yeah, I I, I get it. Um, guys, I one thing I want to do before we get to Casey is just kind of go back, revisit our, our preseason predictions and, and see if you guys are still sticking with where you're at. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I was at, at 10 and seven. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it might be closer to nine, eight, eight, nine. Uh, Sissy. Yeah, just based on this offense. I, I, I you had know. nine and eight, no playoff steal, dad. I have, I, I had nine and eight. <laughs> Nine and eight, no plan. Okay, then I'm. I'll I'll stick with that. Then okay. I'll stick with that. What What did everybody else have, Scarps? I think I had I had ten and okay, Scarps. What What do we have? All right, Dad. Nine and eight, no playoffs. Yep. Ben, eleven and six, get in but no win. I think I said I said I said ten and seven or eleven and six. Okay. I'm gonna right. go with the higher because you said it. Right. <laughs> I did say both of those though. I, no, no, no. I because I said nine and eight, ten and seven, but I put myself yeah. at ten and seven because I said higher. All right, that's fair. That is fair. Um, right. Ian, and Ian said Ian said eleven and six, oh. possible playoff win. So that means that we make it, maybe win. Mm-hmm. And then I mm-hmm. said ten and seven, no postseason. Yes. Okay. All right. And so yeah, I, I think I. I think Here's I said it depended on the matchup. If we got like Baltimore or Cincinnati, I mean, I'd give us a or Jacksonville versus going to Kansas. That's fair. Going to KC. So yeah. here's here's where I'm still at. I'm still going to go ten and seven. So I'm not backing down. I still okay. think they'll go to the playoffs. They're uh, they're a team that that bounces out. Uh, wild card round. They're not a, a playoff winner because basically. Here's what it comes down to, okay? Nobody pulls wins out of his fucking ass like Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. No one. Except All right? in the playoffs, but go on. Well. Okay, in the playoffs, that's true. <clears throat> but in the regular season, no one pulls wins out of his ass like Mike Tomlin. 
And people keep going, there's no way. The Steelers cannot they, they cannot sustain this. They can't keep winning like this. How many fucking years have you been watching this team? Right. How many fluky fucking wins have they gotten over and over and over and over? And I'm not saying this is a good team because it ain't. All right. You know, but there's the old adage before Bill Cower. He said, good teams find a way to win games and bad teams find a way to lose them. Mm-hmm. And the difference between six and 10 and 10 and six is mm-hmm. this is back when 16 games yeah. is yeah. really, really thin. It's really, really small. And you yeah. guys need to realize this. Look at, look at Minnesota last year. I think they were 11 and O in one score games. And this, this year, I think they're Oh, and three. Yeah, yeah, it's the regression. It, it's because it, yep. like the teams that have beaten them have 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 benefited greatly by turnovers, by fumbles in particular. Yeah, yeah. The, the Steelers, though, you say regression to the mean. Over the past ten years, the Steelers are unbelievable in one score games. They're three and zero this year. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. So how long can you keep that up? I have a couple. Apparently, concerns. as long as Mike Tomlin well, is the coach, it's I ridiculous. Have a, I have a it's couple. Fucking of con- ridiculous. I have a couple of concerns. One is that this is an early buy. They still have 12 games to go. Yeah, it is early. <laughs> they still have 12 games to go. And then some of the games that, you know, when we first looked at the schedule, you know, some of the games we thought might have been wins aren't – I can't lock that. So I look at this remaining schedule and I say, I don't see any guaranteed wins. I also don't see any guaranteed losses. <laughs> and as we know – this team loves to give us the heart attack. They love, sure. you know, whatever you take. But I mean, like last week, is that all you're talking about? I mean, my no, God. Ju- I mean, my just in general. I mean, God. I mean, just in general. I mean, in, I mean, it's, I mean, so I said 10 and seven. Um, that means they'd have to go seven and five over the next 12. And I'm, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing six and six at best. So that's still nine and eight. Now, can nine and eight still get you in? Maybe, but I don't see them doing much. Yeah. And as we, as I've said on the, sh- I said that all, all this whole show, like this offense just isn't good. But you know, for for you know, for the people in the chat and then people on on you know on Twitter saying, oh, you know, we can we can win this game, we can win that game, we could, but like, you just don't I don't know. I don't know. At, How likely at, is it though? How likely the, is it at and the Rams? With you, I'm not trying to argue with you. The Steelers don't play well on the West Coast. They just don't. The Jaguars I, just beat the Bills. I think this is, yeah, in fucking yeah. London. That That's the thing. Like, we Art, win in London? Art really, really, really wants to have a game in fucking Ireland right now. He really, really, really wants to have that. He really wants it in the worst fucking way. There's always, like, fluke things that happen when you play in Europe. Every time, there's some kind of fluky thing. Like, the Jaguars are 2-0 and in London right now. Great. They also them. spent the whole week there. They didn't just fly right. there, yep. you know. They got acclimated. Yeah. I agree yep. with you. Yep. <clears throat> but back to where I was going with this a minute ago. The Steelers defense is an opportunistic group. I don't think this is a great unit. I think they're good in spots. They're really bad in other spots. And they're opportunistic. And when they're on, they're on. But they haven't played a complete game yet if you don't count the outside linebackers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to believe that this team can contend 
I, I just don't I don't see it. And again, we talked about Terrell Lawson earlier. I tweeted something earlier this week. I was just like, you know, the only thing that is keeping Terrell Lawson from being the guy that people are chanting about firing is that Matt Canada is worse. Yeah. yeah. Ian, go for it. Yeah. So two two quick things here. Number one, I'm gonna give you all a bright ray of sunshine a little bit. Ooh. Unicorns. Yes, unicorns, lollipops, uh, you know, rainbows. Hugs. You know what? We'll we'll just call this the lucky charm segment. All right. Well, heart stars <laughs> and horseshoes, clovers and balloons. All right. Pots of gold, rainbows, and oh, a red me lucky and me red balloons. Yes. yes. All right. Last year, they used the bye week to do what Mike Tomlin called some self scouting, and they were a lot better at running the ball coming out of the bye last year in the tail end of the season. True. They it seemed like they kind of simplified the offense. They figured out what they were good at, and I don't think they simplified it. They just figured out what they were good at, and they well, they, okay. they coached toward their strengths. All they, right, they, go they ahead, worked, Ian. They worked, that's what I'm saying. They worked toward their strengths over the tail end of the year. They especially started running the ball a lot better because before the bye last year, they were not good at running the ball, mm-hmm. and they were much better at it. You know, Najee had a couple hundred yard games. They got more consistent about it. They were still winning ugly, but they won games after the bye. So I'm hopeful that with an early bye this year, they can also do some Mm self-scouting and potentially figure out what they're doing wrong. And now you've had some changes that have happened, right? Like, you know, Broderick Jones is in at left tackle now and Dan Moore's out for the foreseeable future. And honestly, I think that's Broderick Jones's spot forever now yeah agree um so i mean he's not he's not worse in pass pro and he's way better in run blocking yeah i I think it's done so i think you they need to take this week and figure it out from a self-scouting standpoint of this is what works this is what doesn't work and tomlin even said last year like you know sometimes when you get into that routine of every week you have a new game you're scouting a new opponent you don't have that time to step back and scout yourselves as much but we use the bye week for that so hopefully they do that again this year and can kind of figure some of that stuff out and actually like run the ball and perform a little better on offense moving out of the mm-hmm. bye week now. yeah so I, I, that's that's my lucky charms segment of hopefulness Wee-hee, lucky charms yes yeah no, one I, final points okay. in yeah, Scarps. I I agree they were much better after the bye last year. I think you're right that they did they did get down to the bare bones and figure out which work what what worked best. I also think they benefited from a a, a much easier schedule, and yep. that's fine. Yep. Um, but again, this this is what was last year after the bye? Tw- seven games, maybe. Uh, I know we came back. We had the Saints. It, seven it seven like, or eight games after the yeah, bye last year. Was this, right in the middle. This year it's twelve, and yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying like I'm not. I mean I again I picked them to go ten and seven this year. I think they might regress to nine and eight. And the re and and Ian Ian is a big numbers guy. I know he's off right now, but since he's back, Ian yeah, since back. week since week twelve of 2020, and that was the weird Ravens game that got moved a thousand times because yes. of COVID. Yeah. Since week twelve, because John Harbaugh is a fucking cheating fucking bastard. He that? that was my outside voice, wasn't it? He oh, cheats, sorry. but he cheats, but he doesn't seem to beat us when it matters most. But um, since week twelve of twenty twenty, the Steelers are twenty two, twenty one, and one. Huh. Wow. 
to over the past week 12 of 44 games, they are 500 ish, a little bit above 500. So nine and eight sounds just about right. Yeah, no, that's that's also a good point. Um, what what is when, when is our Thursday night game? We have two of them actually. So we have two of those like weird mini buys. That's right. That's Claude was mentioning that. And I yeah, I, I think that's fair because it, it is a mini buy, if you will. Um I, I gotta go back and look at that uh on the schedule. Once the beginning of November against uh the Bengals? Patriots. No, Patriots. The Patriots is one. Titans. I think the Titans is the other one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Oh, maybe so, it's it might be it, the Titans in November and then the Patriots at the beginning of December. We, so we've got it, two of them, though. Yes, it, it is. It's but it's a mini buy, but it's also a short week. Short week, very yeah. Short yeah, week. yeah it's right, yeah. right. And, Both of them are then, double stacked home games, though. Right, we're home on Sunday and then yes, home on fortunately, Thursday. Fortunately, thank God we're at home. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, it, it is nice that that when you have two Thursdays, at least you have two little mini buys after the fact. But yeah. the thing, the thing. And also the way the if, schedules if, if play you're, out. Yeah. If you're going to make a, a team play two Thursdays in a row and you're going to fuck them over like that, why not give them Thursdays back to back? They do that for the Cowboys. They do. Yeah. Thanks Thanksgiving. Yeah. They usually roll that in. You and you should Lions, do that every time, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And and the problem was not Art voting against multiple Thursdays. He thought that was fine. I disagree. That's total bullshit. The problem was Art voted against them flexing mm-hmm. games from Sunday to Thursday, which they can do this year. They can flex a game out. I think they have to give you uh, 18 days notice or something weird like that. I, I can't remember what it was. Speaking so of the Lions. If, if you have, if, if you have housing already set up, if you have flights set up, you're traveling into to watch that game, which a lot of fans do. Mm-hmm. They flex it from Sunday to Thursday. Pretty much, you're fucked. You yeah. have 18 days. You need yeah. to change your travel arrangements and your housing arrangements because um, you're screwed. Yeah. The Which good is news total is total bullshit. That we play the two teams in our conference that might be more offensively incompetent than us: the Pats and the Titans. Mm-hmm. On the Thursday, Titans really that bad? Don't do not talk. <laughs> Do not talk shit right now because I you agree. know they're going to get the. You know they're going to get. Bill Belichick is going to yes. figure it out. Bill Belichick is going to dial some shit up that's going to fuck us up, and yeah, the Titans got, are just going to run and run and run and run at us. Yeah, and, and DeAndre Hopkins not, will have a, a fucking. I'm not talking game any shit at all. No, we we're in no position to talk smack any. Nope. I'm just saying. Someone there. said, and someone said Ian's the nicest person on this show. Who is, you know, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, Ian is not okay, nice. Well. You guys, I, uh, you so guys don't what, know him. He's not nice at all. He's not nice. Trust very me, mean, not very mean. Nice. The guy who's actually the nicest person on this show is Steel Dad, but you know. <laughs> It's also kind of it's, it really makes it really fun to fuck with him because I have to. Be. I thought Ben was going to say himself. I thought he was gonna no, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> like I, every time I think I'm the meanest person on this show, Scarps like outdoes me. I'm like, okay, Hater. I really thought I was, Hater. but I'm not. But I'm, I'm uh, working at it. I'm trying to be the meanest person on the show, but it's probably Scarps. Hater. But Steel Dad is the nicest person on the show by far. Halo. 
Yeah. I have one more point to bring one up. One more point, then we'll get to Casey. Go I, ahead. I know. Casey um, has to go to the restroom. <laughs> yeah, hurry up, Casey. Piston, hurry up. All right. I actually wanted Ryan's input on this, but I'll talk anyways while he's gone. Sure. So I I saw this week that the Ravens are playing in London next yes. week and left for London like Monday or yep. Tuesday. Like they left early and went over there yeah and like we talked about with jacksonville like they went they spent you, a Johnny. whole week plus there to get acclimated to everything and then beat the bills the second game they were there because they were just there for a whole week yeah when we went to london back in whatever it was 2013 i think and got our ass beat by jared allen and the vikings really mike adams got his ass beat by jared allen and that was pretty much the whole game but at any rate we treated that like a normal road trip and left like the day before and just went over there. And I know that they do this for the West coast games too, that they leave like the day before and go out there. And I have no idea how Baltimore is going to perform in London, but I'm wondering if there's, you know, a difference that it makes in your body to adjust to the time zones if you leave sooner rather than being like we're going to fly out the day before we'll go about our business we'll play the game we'll come back i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right here real quick yeah tomlin talked about the fact that they were making travel they, they were changing their travel arrangements for the game in vegas and i tried to find out what those differences were like what they changed yeah. when they flew out there because they played better and, and they didn't I in Houston. I couldn't. They didn't. They did yeah. not play well in Houston. But I tried to find out what the arrangements, what the difference was in the travel arrangements when they went out there. And I have no fucking idea. And part of the thing in Houston that they uh, internally blamed was they had a short week and coming back from yeah, the, the previous game. The planes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was a problem, which made their week even shorter. So they had difficulty, like recovering from the previous game. But I don't well, know if they left the earlier. Question. I don't they know were... if they left earlier yeah. for Vegas or they later. Might... I know. I that... know. Sorry, go ahead, Ian. Oh, I was just going to say that begs the question, though. You were in Vegas. Why did you fly back to Pittsburgh to then go back to Houston? Like, I know they've got families. They want to come back to the facility in the South Side, all that stuff. But like. Couldn't they have found somewhere? Between, I don't know. Like, have we ever done anything like that before? I don't think not. we have. Probably not. I know there have been teams. I, I think it was Baltimore, actually, in the past. Like, they had – it was maybe five or six years ago. But they had to play, like, both in San Francisco and in San Diego. And they asked the league to schedule them back-to-back weeks so they could just, like, stay on the West Coast for a full week between their games. Yeah. So – I, I don't think the Steelers have ever done that, but it kind of makes sense. Like, why put your guys through all this time zone changes mm-hmm. within a week and all this flying back and forth across the country? Like, why don't you just fly to Houston or fly to Austin or somewhere kind of in between, spend a week there, almost like a mini training camp of like, let's just focus on football for the week and then go play your game and then come home. Yeah, and, and Scarps, go ahead. You're, yeah, you're, Ryan has a point to make, yeah, and right, I talked right. over him. No, so ahead, I mean, it, it's, it costs money. Um, you know, I know I know. since I've left that they, they actually leave for games 
on the west coast earlier so it was always be on it was always be at the airport by two on the plane by 2 30 and then we take off at three i know they've definitely they've definitely moved that up i think that i think they moved it up by an at least an hour um i i remember when we played 2015 2015 was a long ass year man we played at at san diego we played at seattle and mm-hmm. i remember seattle was was later in the year so that was the game they tried to fake field goal with Landry Jones as the holder yes, to try yeah, to throw yeah. the ball. That was so funny. Oh, yeah. um, and we play we play Seattle late this year, not as later that later than it was in 2015. But I remember they, you know they, we they left. They tried him out as the punter, not as the holder. No, yeah, it was the it was holder. Shit. It was a field goal. They tried bad. to throw to Villanueva. Yes. It was bad. Yes. Um and well, they took a long time setting it up, I remember, and yeah. all the players were pointing at him because I was there. You were in Seattle. Like, I was. I was at that game. Yeah, you were gonna give me the finger. That was. I knew it. I fucking knew. I, I was gonna give you the finger. Man. Yeah, that. Anyway, go um, on. But I no. But I just remember we left Pittsburgh at like three o'clock, and like Pittsburgh in like late November. It's gray. It's whatever. Yeah. Yep. And we landed in Seattle at like five there Seriously, time, but it was you, pitch black. And like I just remember like going to team meal and then like laying down and like fucking sleeping the rest of the time. And like, it was just like such a weird thing. But then for London in 2013, we went to London. We, we left Thursday after practice. We got there like Friday morning. We had this like impromptu practice, like in, in Minnesota had already been there the whole fucking week. Right. And I remember being like, like, it was just such a, like, like we were, we were like, the thing that like London was a great experience for me, but also like it was so fucking compressed into like such a yeah. short period of time that like I yep. couldn't really enjoy anything. And I remember the whole time thinking like, why the fuck didn't we go immediately after that Sunday night bears game? Like we could have been there and like, you can't tell me that the Steelers can't throw their dick around and be like, yeah, hey, we need a facility. Like, like Minnesota already had a facility. Like, why can't we fucking find a place? Like whether it's, whether it's, I mean, there's how many fucking football clubs are in London, whether it's yes. Chelsea, you, like, you would have like, had plenty like, of or, or, what, or whatever, yeah. like, like uh, where, where a minute. Wait, hold on. Where, where did hold on Minnesota Minnesota practice Minnesota's headquarters or whatever were at a really nice spot, but I swear to God Minnesota practiced at like at like a like a Premier League facility. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they did. And we practice at some fucking rugby facility, the London Wasps. Like what the fuck? I, I'm sorry, this is a random tangent, but I remember being like. We're the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers, and we're practicing at some fucking London Wasps field. While I just swear to God, Minnesota practice money, like, right? Huh? Yeah, it costs money. Um, yeah, but Minnesota was like practicing at like Fulham or something or some like, and I'm just sitting there thinking like, Christ, we can't spend a little extra bucks to like practice at Arsenal or some shit. Like, I'm just like sitting like, what are we doing? Like Sean Sweezum's like, I can't fucking kick on this thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it doesn't surprise that. you though. It shouldn't. Uh, let's turn it over to Mr. Casey Kasem. Talked a lot tonight. Casey's coast to coast, American top forty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was October twelfth, nineteen seventy-six. Our favorite correspondent Ryan is once again back with us this week, and he writes, "Dear Casey." As I was writing this week's dedication on the bus ride home from the office, a Yinzer on the 71A started chanting, Fire Canada. (laughs) 
I immediately told my Uncle Tommy to calm down, but by that time, the rest of the bus had already begun chanting in unison, Fire Canada. I haven't heard a chant spread that fast since that time I crapped my pants in seventh grade gym class while scaling the reclining wall, and my peers yelled, Pino sharded. <laughs> Even earlier this week at the Pentome opener, fans chanted Fire Canada. Casey, I can understand hearing these chants at the stadium formerly known as Heinz Field, but it doesn't really make sense to hear it at a hockey game. And then I remembered just how much this town loathes Matt Canada. Before I move on from the Pens, the Pens of recent years remind me of the Steelers' defense, defense from 2011 to 2013, old and slow. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Back to Matt Canada. I'm actually starting to feel for the dude. No matter what he does now, it's always his fault. As I've said repeatedly, when he does well, I'll give him credit, and I have. But these fans go out of their way to make him look bad just to make Kenny, Najee, or whatever nameless gray face on offense look better. The funny thing is, they all suck. It's not Matt Canada's fault that he was hired. It's not his fault that he hasn't been relieved of his duties. This is what the Steelers do. They'd rather pay you to stay and continue to do a terrible job than pay you to go away. Again, I'd like to reiterate that Canada is not doing a good job, but it's on the organization to move on. It's the same thing when the Steelers draft a player in the first round and he really isn't that good. Perhaps I'm talking about a player who played next door and was taken in the first round of the 2022 <laughs> NFL draft out of the University of Pittsburgh. Or maybe I'm talking about the first round pick in 2021 out of the University of Alabama. Or maybe I'm talking about the first round pick in 2019. As Dudley Booger Dawson said in Revenge of the Nerds, we've got Bush. <laughs> Casey, it's been a frustrating start to the season, and I'm not holding my breath that this team will miraculously get better. Unlike the 13 and 4 crowd, I am not a fanboy that bows at the black and gold altar. I'm able to take off those ginger colored glasses and be real about this team. You feel me, Casey? Do you feel like we do? Oh, well, Ryan, boy. you're in for a treat. Up 11 spots this week to number 28. Off of Frampton Comes Alive, here's Do You Feel Like We Do. Do you? Very well done. Wow. Oh, man. The, the Bush thing. That's <laughs> Yeah. We've got Bush. Oh, God. I remember seeing that in the theater as a kid. Uh, uh, hey, thanks so much, everybody. We've been on here for 90 damn minutes, and like it's amazing the amount of people that have stuck with us this whole time. Uh, thanks so much to, of course, Bradshaw Bourbon, our wonderful studio sponsor. Thanks to Variety Sports Network. Give them a follow. There's a ton of great shows there, college football, basketball, all kinds of stuff going there. Um, and, uh, you know, make sure you check us out, stillcityblitz.com. Check out the socials, all that good stuff. We're even on TikTok now. I mean, oh yeah, yeah Aaron's yeah. kicking ass with that. He is. He's doing great. I, I've even got a, a a Steel Dad account now that I'm still oh. learning how to do it. But you got uh, your own. You got I, your own. I do. Steel Dad. Let's let's be honest. The Steel Dad. It. He doesn't run it. Steel Daughter does. 
She doesn't even know I have it. Shut up. You're, Man, you're so full of shit. I, 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 it took me an hour just to post Lying. one thing. I, that Lying. tells you everything you need to know. Anyway, Lies. thanks so much. We're getting out of here. We'll see hey. you next week as we get ready for the L.A. Rams. Chime in a little bit. Yeah. Um, the Steelers are on a bye this week, but yeah. for those of you in Western Pennsylvania that care about high school football, our site also has a lot of Whippeal football coverage that I do. So check out my Whippeal Blitz show on, also on YouTube. Just search for it or also our high school football coverage. All right. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. It's also on the website. The it's there. Yeah. Just It's all yeah. there, baby. It's all there. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you next week as we get ready for the Rams. And as always, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Send hate mail to Steel Dad. The Ravens do suck. They they threw a fourth down pass instead of <laughs> kicking a field goal.